we're doing the American dream all wrong, start disrupting the lies that we're telling ourselves. Five more years of critical care nursing, 34 is what they have offered wow. me in critical care float pool for multiple different areas and hospitals. I could barely afford to live on my own. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. I'm Crystal P, the beauty and P. And as always, you guys, today we have an amazing guest, Stacy Staganga. Yes. <laughs> Was joining us. We practiced the last name, y'all, before we yes. got live. So I and hope I, I did you justice. Okay, awesome, yes. awesome. Well, Stacy is joining us, you guys. And you know, when we bring somebody on, they definitely have some gems to drop and to help you on your entrepreneurial journey, whether you're in a, a new or an aspiring journey. So Stacy, can you please just introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you so much for having me. So as you mentioned, my name is Stacy Steigenga. I have been critical care nursing for 12 years. I've worked in every type of critical care, so we won't, we won't even get into that. <laughs> um, but I am so blessed that I was forced into entrepreneurship and most specifically real estate investing because I moved to Colorado and my pay cut in half. Uh, wow. So yeah, it was through that pain that I was forced into this. But now I tell everybody all about it because I want everybody to do the same. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, we're, we're going to just set the climate here. Like you guys know you, you are either listening to us on one of the uh, podcast platforms like I um, Apple or either Spotify, or you're watching this on um, YouTube where we're at Nurse Boss Shift. But Stacey has like the mic and crystal is not with you out of mic and i have my headsets on so let's just talk about the fact that you're you're way clearer than we are yes. and clearly you're already in this space so can we talk about why you have the up-to-date mic and i'm on my headsets that i got from my phone yes <laughs> yes please it is because i am specifically replacing my income so that i can speak out and advocate for healthcare reform um that okay. wasn't always my necessarily my drive. It was initially yeah. just to replace my income so that I could mm -hmm. stop working in toxic environments mm -hmm. that were destroying my mental health, which I am Ooh. fully comfortable talking about if we want to get into that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the podcast, my setup here came about because clarity is so important, making sure people can hear me because people don't believe how we're treated and how grossly yes. underpaid the environment, all of it. So yeah. I'm like, test, test, the universe, <laughs> the nation, y'all are going to hear me. So yes, it's for speaking out about healthcare reform. I love it. Okay, so let's dive into that then. Because um, you mentioned real estate, and then we know you have a podcast. So let's just talk about a little, a little background as to what led you to get to this point. Nursing wise, I know we know you're critical care, but like, was there a specific mm -hmm. trauma that happened or something that triggered this kind of as this uh, domino effect? Yes. Um, so I was already burnt out and that was just from nursing in Florida. Um, I thought oh, that was, yeah. I, yes, I consider that my first rock bottom because I thought that I was burnt out and it was bad. Oh no, it got so much worse. Um, I sold my soul to that massive 
healthcare corporation that we all know and hate. Mm. Um, and I do say that on purpose. Uh, I so, know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was for a couple extra dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. I specifically was in the critical care flow pool. And it was through that. And I mean, like cutting corners on the resources that patients needed. It was on products, like even the supplies that they use within that hospital system are so mm-hmm. cheap that it was hurting patients. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the products were actually failing. And so it was through that that I was in critical care and having to make decisions that were so inappropriate. Like we didn't have the a proper cooling blanket for more than one patient. So I'm choosing who had the most possible outcome to recover fully, who had more mm-hmm. life left, like just really grossly inappropriate things for us to be deciding. Um, And so that was the point where I was like, okay, enough is enough. (laughs) I was already far along in my investing career. So I was replacing my income. And the other big thing is I felt a massive duty not to just leave healthcare and chalk up some deuces and be like, your problem, not mine. Because it's just that's not the way that I am. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started speaking out and really advocating because I do hope to leave healthcare in a better place. And yeah. most specifically, I hope to encourage other people to find a way to diversify your income so you can work in healthcare in a way that fulfills you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that when you sold your soul, <laughs> for, mm-hmm. was that in Florida or had you moved yet? You were still in Florida when that happened. I was already in Colorado when that happened. Oh, you were in Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you, you moved so, to Colorado because you said you took a pay cut. My family lives here. And so it was truly because I was travel nursing and I was in that mindset that I'm going to figure out a way to make this work without having to be a travel nurse and a flight nurse. So mm-hmm. I was flying all around the country, coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um, dating doesn't work very well. They still don't understand like, oh, right. so you're in the air with a patient for 12 hours and you can't text me back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just through all of that that I moved to Colorado to settle down. Mm-hmm. I was warned that it was low paying and I just, I'm not one to follow rules. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not going to apply to me. But yeah, if you want to talk some numbers, so when I left Florida, mm-hmm. I had only been a nurse, I'm trying to think, three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is five years later. I'd been a critical care nurse for eight years. When I left Florida, I was making 32, I believe, an hour. When mm-hmm. I moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. five more years of critical care nursing, 34 is what they offered wow. me in critical care float pool for multiple different areas and hospitals. Oh, my gosh. insane. So you you moved, you were there. You still that's Florida is. Yeah, that's not my favorite place either. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say. It's but hard. then you went to a, a less favorable place, even mm-hmm. even less um, mm-hmm. as far as pay is concerned um, to Colorado. Is that when you started to make the shift to like something has to give and started looking yeah. at other opportunities or what did that look like for you? Yep. It was almost immediate because it was truly to the point where I could barely afford to live on my own. And I was 33 at that time. And so I'm like, hold the phone. How am I an established adult with a bachelor's degree and I can barely afford rent? Like, what is this? Um, So, yeah, it was that point. And somebody had randomly mentioned a book. It was Scott Trench's Set for Life book. Um, And that was really what shifted the mindset for me initially. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite things he talks about in the book is how we're doing the American dream all wrong because we buy these luxury, beautiful homes and these nice cars and we're strapping ourselves 
to these jobs, forcing ourselves to work to afford our lifestyle when it should be the opposite. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how did you, you said you started getting into real estate investing. What, mm-hmm. At what point was that and how did you get, you said that you read the book that was a mindset shift. So yep. uh, did you know someone in real estate investing or how did you get into that? No, and it was lonely at first. And so I read that book. Um, Bigger Pockets is my favorite free resource for real estate education. Um, so I kind of just went down the rabbit hole of their podcasts and just started learning about all these different strategies and ways that you can be successful in real estate. One of my favorite things about it is that it's so similar to nursing in the concept that there are so many different ways you can be successful. Mm-hmm. So you never have to get bored. So just like all the different types of nursing, it's the same Um, So I spent two years saving my initial down payment because all of my investments have been funded on my single nurse income. I also love to emphasize that That's just because I want to disrupt everybody that's saying I can't do this. Yes, ma'am, you can. We Mm -hmm. all can. We get Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah, So it was just that initial blood, sweat and tears. I did work a ton of overtime. Um, I decreased my living expenses and it was through saving and educating myself in all those free resources I had not paid for coaching that I bought my first duplex with 25% down, which was uh, over 50K. Okay. Can we talk about that? Okay. So th- there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> yes. Let me just say why, because it is a huge, especially for nurses. Mm-hmm. Because we are notorious for arguing for our limitations. Yes, ma'am. And I like that you mentioned that, like, before other people start saying, well, of course you can because. And they will mm-hmm. find a reason to make you able to and them not able to. Yep. But the fact that you just said you saved your money, you did this. But two years. Mm-hmm. Because in this instant world, we have to talk about it. People yes. expect to see a return in two months. Mm-hmm. And the thought of being that disciplined and writing it out for two years is just unfathomable for a lot of people. And what do you have to say to that? Especially our listeners. So they're nurses. So yes. What do yep. you have to say to that? I will say it is. It's unfathomable. It is hard. It sucks. And because of that sacrifice, within three years, I replaced my entire income. The the freedom and the power of having full control of my life and what I need to do, where I work, anything is is priceless. It's truly priceless. I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. Go ahead. Yeah, no, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Can go. we talk about replacing? Because there's a, you know, I'm replacing my income, but you're still working. And there's a, mm-hmm. I have a pass, a stream coming in that's replaced my income. That's, yes. that's the real flex. So yes. I would like for you to elaborate when you say replacing your income. What does that look like? Yeah, so it's just having enough cash flow from my real estate that it literally equates to the amount that I would have taken home from my nursing salary, fully replaced. Is that, for instance, (laughs) uh, your duplex, so um, after you paid the mortgage and then what's left in that property and then just rinse and repeat with a couple other properties and then that combined... Yes. And that is also another key. So the reason I am still working is A, because I do still find fulfillment in what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, There are benefits, but I just have to find the healthy place to find those benefits because I'm not selling my soul in a toxic environment anymore. But the benefit of me continuing to work is that I reinvest 
the money my investments are making. So that's how I've gotten to be so successful that yeah. it's, it's not that I'm just, oh, I got this cash flow and I'm going to go buy some fancy car and look mm-hmm. at me and da da da. No, I'm yeah. reinvesting all of that and buying more mm-hmm. and more investments. So mm-hmm. that's why I continue to work so that I have that ability to continue to scale my success. Mm-hmm. So again, making a sacrifice that will be paying off on another level here shortly. All right. So there's a couple things that I want to make sure that the listeners caught on. One is you said you listened to a podcast. Did you guys hear the podcast? Can you repeat the podcast, Stacey? Bigger Pockets. Bigger Pockets, you guys. So Bigger Pockets was the podcast. Then she cut back on her expenses. She saved her money and she spent the two years while she was saving learning. She studied one single thing about one single industry, I should say, and learned all that she could about the industry. And you did this without a coach at the time, no one to help you. You learned it on your own. Yep. So for those who are listening, this is truly the principles and the strategies that can apply to any industry. Correct. But it doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) You have to study it. You have to learn it and you have to start, stop, and and I and I, I speak because I get that because I think about when I first started the industry, you know, as a med spa owner, just a business owner, right, an entrepreneur. I I had a Maserati. I was like, yeah, I was shopping, and but honestly, when I realized like the money I was spending every month on this car. <laughs> That could have went towards my business, could have went towards my learning, could have went towards anything that could have yielded a return or cash flow. I wasn't, that was not it. (laughs) And so, and so I feel like when that switch turns on, and Crystal, you can speak to this too. I feel like when that switch turns on, those type of things don't, it's like, I, I'm not spending the money that I break my back, that money on a car. Like I just, right. I need a car. Don't get me wrong. I have a car, but I won't like just to have the luxury car. Now, if I have an, a unit that's bringing in the money to pay for that car, that's different. But for me to mm-hmm. work and exchange my sweat and tears and time and physical mental exhaustion for a car, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like it just yes. doesn't even make sense to me. So I think yes. there is something that happens and I wish I knew how, because, you know, I work with a lot of nurses, too, in my coaching program. And I wish I knew what that switch was. I really don't. But I know mm-hmm. that when you're in it, like when you have decided, that's when yes. it happens. It's just like, yes. no more. Like, I'm yep. done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think a good way to look at that, and one of the things that they say kind of in the real estate community is that we buy assets, meaning something that increases in value or produces money. Mm-hmm. We use assets to buy our liabilities, mm-hmm. which are things that cost you money. Mm-hmm. So yes. I will buy a house that cash flows, and that cash flow will cover my Maserati car payment uh-huh. someday. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That will happen. Yeah. So it's just finding the balance. And a lot of people, and I didn't either. Nobody has that thought process initially yeah. to consider those types of things. Yeah. So yeah. And or even whether even if it's not a Maserati, get an asset that pays for your student loans. That's, That's another. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. Those payments sure. 
are atrocious. So no matter what it is, you know, and if it brings you joy, then by all means, just make sure that you're doing it mindfully. It's when we're living outside of our means. We can't even afford what we're paying for. That's when it becomes massive risk and you will be stuck forever trying to afford that. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell our students as well, or, you know, just nurse entrepreneurs looking that that's one of the things they need to do is cut back. And I think that happens. I don't know, maybe because only speaking for myself, you get so wrapped up, like you said, you were studying and learning and you get Mm -hmm. kind of obsessed in this. And then you decide that this is what you want to do. And then there's how we feel after these shifts and how long it takes us to recover after these shifts and the hard work that we put in. There's no way you can work five, six days a week and try to build a business. So the only other option is to look at your finances, Mm -hmm. pay off everything, see where you can scale back and do so because otherwise you're just going to be extremely burnt out. Like I always say, you're going to exchange one burnout for another. That's another Mm -hmm. burnout. So just have to get so we just have to want it so bad. I think that nothing else matters and that we're willing to make those sacrifices for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, and just researching the business industry in general, one should be able to realize what other people have done yes. uh, to make them successful. And that is to cut back on expenses, expenses, at least for a while, like you said, until we can find an asset that could pay for those things. Exactly. Yes. And I love to um, compare. There are massive benefits. And one of the most beautiful things about having a business versus real estate is that business is notoriously cash flow way better than real estate. Mm -hmm. So even better is when you combine the two. Like that's how Berkshire Hathaway, if people are familiar with Mm them, McDonald's, a lot of people, when you combine, it's like that one-two punch because you're getting the real estate benefits with your business too. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys are teaching specifically for med spas, that's like a massive way to get some extra benefits. I love that. Okay, so we, we're probably going to have to have a part two, just so you know, because we'd like to keep, but there's just so much. I mean, I want to keep talking yes. about the real estate. Yeah. I do just want to ask you, okay, this will be one last question and then we'll segue into the other parts of your, of what you got going on. But you um have you i've been reading this book by george antone called the wealthy code i don't know if you've read it but he has a way of simplifying like the real estate market and he talks about exactly what you said first of all the power of leverage but cash Mm -hmm. flow assets like and i it's just been such an eye-opener for me and i'm like and i can i guess you and crystal you guys can probably relate like as we're studying and we're learning and unlearning a lot of the things we mm-hmm. were taught, we start picking up on themes. Like yes. these same people. It's like the wealthy are telling, they give us the exact blueprint. Yes. But yet yep. we are not willing to compromise this short-term good feeling, right? Yes. For the long-term good feeling. We're not willing to compromise it. I want the purse. I want mm-hmm. the shoes. I want people to see that I have red on my, the bottom of my shoes. It's like, I just mm-hmm. look at things so differently now. And, and, and yeah. it starts with being able to really immerse yourself in the world of those who you think are successful or wealthy in your eyes and mm-hmm. then start taking action from them. So if you could give us one strategy that you would say when it came to like entering, cha- transitioning from like yes. this employee mindset to like mm-hmm. an entrepreneur or a business owner or a real estate um what would you be called? A real estate uh, investor. 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 Yes. What would you say yes. was, would you give is like, I know we usually have that at the end and we will still, but I just want to know like, 
what was the key? Like what transitioned you? So I will say the biggest reason I didn't go into business specifically or entrepreneurship mm-hmm. specifically is because I have a larger fear, uh, a, a bigger hurdle, my limitations. I was more um, dedicated to them about business than I was investing mm. because I felt analyzing a business or operations or things of that nature were more complex. Mm-hmm. So what I would tell you is to check in. What are your stories about money? about being an entrepreneur or about being an investor. See where your baseline is and start disrupting the lies that we're telling ourselves. Because I could have had multiple businesses by now if it wasn't for that limitation that I even enforced on myself Mm. versus investing, which is so funny because a lot of people would find investing more scary. But for me, I'm like, no, this makes perfect sense. This is easy peasy. Like, I got it. There's a system here. There's clear numbers. And if it doesn't work, I don't buy it. Yeah. But a business, I'm like, there's so many variables. So I should have checked in with my story and my limitations far sooner about business. But money, no matter what it is, find what you're lying to yourself about and then start there. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that is really good. Because we lie to ourselves. (laughs) Well, and, and what it is, is this projections of, of our parents, of their parents, yes. of yes. people who told us we can't. It's just like we just continue to echo that in our brains and we think it's us, 100%. but really it's really them and we just carry it on. It's pretty yes. sad when you think about it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, you, we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I, I didn't until I read a book no. that told me and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so that's not me. Yep. <laughs> see that's myself because it's in my head so it has to be me right yes. like that's the only yes but no that's right it's it's not okay yes. so you you started this real estate and now you have did you have a certain goal of how much um cash flow you wanted to bring in did you have a, a north star like which was your destination before you like felt like you could exhale and then what was the next step yeah so i actually didn't and again there's thresholds of fear. So this is a fear that I didn't even realize I had. Yeah. But I was still in the story of I'm a nurse. I'm not meant to be rich or wealthy. Oh, like This is yeah. for other people. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually until my third property, third duplex, where I was like, oh, look at what I just did. And I was so proud of myself that I started seeing myself as an investor. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, I can do this and I can replace my income. Yeah. Um, So once that happened, I set the entire goal and I reverse engineered it. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what the exact number was. I think it was like $200 a door and I needed like 33 doors or something to finish it. But I later learned an even better strategy. One of my mentors said to me, achieve that goal in the least amount of transactions or deals as possible. Leverage. So now, yes, <laughs> I have eight doors mm. and I am almost there. I have like $800 left until I finish replacing my income. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. And then now next, I'm disrupting a new limitation. Um, I'm buying my first commercial asset, which is like a whole different thing. It's a male dominated industry. There's gatekeepers. There's Mm -hmm. all this. And here I am just taking up so much space. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I'm okay. So you you have your your eight hundred dollars away. But do Mm -hmm. you see yourself ever like leaving the bedside, like leaving your role as? uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Go ahead. Yeah. So I was going to say, I guess I didn't go into that. So my burnout got so bad that I actually did leave bedside. Um, It was just a year and a half ago now. um, And I moved into research. So I still work directly Mm -hmm. for a hospital organization. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's so funny. I am super interested in going into legal nurse consulting. And there that fear came up again for me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I'm responsible for my income. Like, there's no secure check. Like I'm going to be a real entrepreneur <laughs> and I'm intentionally going to do it just to disrupt this fear and yeah. prove to myself that I am so capable. Yeah. So yeah, it's through that. But I do plan. I think I will keep working. Um, there's just still so much that I enjoy about okay. it. I mm-hmm. just want to get get better environments, get better pay, get all of that. And then and then maybe mic drop after. Right. I always say the real flex is the freedom. Like it's the, yes. the ability to choose. I'm not trying to get people to mm-hmm. everybody to just quit their jobs. Like it's a per that's exactly. a personal journey. But like have the freedom to if this job no longer serves you, give up the deuces. Bye. I don't have to yes. stay here. Go to another yes. job and not have to worry about if your mortgage is going to be paid or your your kids going to be taken care of. That's the real exactly. flex to me. Because there yes. is a, a level of reward that happens from working, right? We get yes. to talk to people. We get to communicate with our patients. Like, there's a lot of reward that we, <laughs> because we're so burnt out, we don't really mm-hmm. talk enough about. But I feel like that's the real flex. That's what yes. all, you sh- everyone should be searching for, not just to quit the job. But go ahead, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. Um, <laughs> still a little bit to unpack here, uh, but I love how, um, in align with the themes is how you are. Cause we always say, um, lean into the fear. Like if you fear something, just do it. But yes. I love how you have made that a part of mm-hmm. your strategy kind of in life just to, to uh, tackle those fears as they yeah. come up yes. uh, in a big way. So I just love that. And I hope our listeners are listening to yet again, someone else yes. thing what we've been, um, yeah. teaching. The other reason I find that it's so crucial to do that, too, is because it's very insidious the way that that fear compounds in other areas of your mm-hmm. life. So just because it's a limitation about business doesn't mean I'm holding not holding myself back in some other area. Mm-hmm. So when I do that, like when I became an investor and then I was like, oh, I actually did good. Those types of things are changing my identity, like yeah. truly yes. inside and out. And that is priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the transformation. It's like. It's mm-hmm. funny because I was, um, I had did, and I'm probably going to do a little clip on this later, but I was just uh, thinking about one of my clients. I, she, she had a breakdown, like just everything is just going wrong. And I, and I know they probably wanted me to be more like, oh, don't worry about it. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Cause I know that this breakdown is going to lead to a breakthrough. breakthrough. And I also yes, know that during this, you are being rebuilt You Mm -hmm. haven't met the person yet that you are transforming into. So, yes, it doesn't feel good. Like I had a horrible breakdown just like months ago, like in my business where I had to show up like stronger Mm -hmm. than like this is now there's no more like, you know, this is social media and we're in 2021 and everybody's buying and have money going around. This is like if you're still in business right now and you're bringing in money like you're an entrepreneur. Like you're not riding the wave anymore. Like you have to show up. And so it required a different version of me. And I know that that's what happens on the entrepreneur journey for for us all. Like business, even I'm sure investing, like, you know, even as an entrepreneur or investor or business person, like you have to go through the breakdown. And and I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you said that because I feel like a lot of people, that's what they're trying to avoid. But it's like, if you want to grow, 
you better embrace it. And don't expect that breakthrough to be immediately after because it took years it's... for me. And if somebody told me at that time, oh, this is for a breakthrough someday, I would have punched somebody <laughs> in the face. Like, right. let me tell you. So let's just set that expectation. It might take a few years to realize, but it will come. It will come. Yeah. And especially when you if you have a mentor like and, and like me telling her, I'm like, this is the process. I know it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to do, though, to get through this. Like. Even with me going through it, because I already have the mental fortitude, I'm saying this don't feel good, but I know it's necessary. This doesn't feel good, but I know I have to go through this. What are my takeaways? What am I learning from this? I am always trying to be conscious of like what I I wasn't like that before, but like I've grown to this level of discernment where I'm just like, okay, it doesn't feel good. Right. So what can I do? What do I need to do? And I'm a, a believer. So I'm like, God, what are you trying to teach me? in this I, I yes i want to learn so i don't experience this anymore <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but this yes um go ahead chris that's a very powerful question yeah exactly mm-hmm. um my last question that i want to ask is how can a nurse get into this like if you were and usually we do three questions but i would like to you to give like a, some kind of five steps of like if they are where they are right now, because do they need a real estate license? Do they have to be a broker? Like, what do they need to do? What are five things you would say? Like, if you do these five things, then I promise you will see some kind of result. It may not be a yeah. property, right? But it may be like a step before a property or like something. <laughs> yeah. So my biggest recommendation is for people to actually consider what is most appropriate for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So just like all the different types of medicine, some are more demanding than others. The same thing is the truth for real estate strategies. And where people go wrong is they pick a strategy that doesn't mirror their lifestyle or what mm-hmm. they want. So for instance, short-term rental is almost identical to being a nurse. It is customer service oriented. Mm. You have to appease the person, mm-hmm. aka patient or customer. There, There's no off. You're always answering. Mm-hmm. There's like so many things. It's very demanding mm-hmm. and it's very um, time consuming, just all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But it pays out the highest. So is that what you're looking for is that what you need in your life Mm -hmm. versus on the opposite end of things if you're an extremely business or busy entrepreneur or mom or nurse or whatever then on the opposite end is something called a syndication where you can just hand your money over to somebody in the commercial market and they do all the hard work for you and you just collect the returns Mm -hmm. and the tax benefits Mm -hmm. so what i like to tell people to do is going to that bigger pockets Listen to a podcast on a few different strategies that interest you and listen to it and make sure that's right for you and your lifestyle and what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And then from there, start the actions to get to that Mm. short term rental. Again, you need a lot of cash up front because you got to make it pretty. You got to get it up and running. You got to be ready for all of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas a long term rental, you can just save 25 percent depending on the size, it can be less if it's um, not a commercial, like a multifamily duplex, triplex quads. Uh You can be even less money down. You can buy it, have a tenant already in there and boom, you have a business. So it's just really finding what's right for you and then going from there. But almost always the steps after that are going to be saving money for your down payment, Uh making sure you have enough savings that if something happens, which it always does, mm-hmm. that you have something to help your investment through. Mm-hmm. 
and then scaling, starting before you're ready, and then growing after that. That's so scary. (laughs) It is so scary. But which means that there's a great business. Right. Which means there's a great reward, though. Like, you have to acknowledge that. Like, the bigger, Mm -hmm. I say, the bigger the risk the bigger the reward. So there you go. And then you can, you can soften that by doing your homework, studying, like you said, listening to podcasts, reading, getting books. Like there's so many ways you can counter that and kind of soften it. If you're taking the time to really become a proficient in what you're doing. Exactly. Uh, Chrissy, you have a question. So we, um, we're, we're almost out of time and, um, maybe our next conversation we can dive deeper into this because we just did a podcast on it and what you said was so um, important and great because I asked like what can we do as nurses to change what we're going through in the healthcare system and you said that um, by funding or by replacing your income you now have more free time to push this message out yes Um, so as as um a team who wants to get into that, we, you know, we want to make sure we're on that side of healthcare reform too and helping nurses. How does one, how do you feel that your voice can be heard and what can other nurses do to try to change how we are treated in the healthcare system and healthcare reform as a whole? Yeah. So my biggest thing is empowering the nurses to replace their income. And what I want to see as a result of that is all of us holding firm on our boundaries. We are letting fear of these organizations control us and make us believe that they're, they are going to cut our pay. They can control us. They'll take our benefits. It's all the threatening that is upsetting me. And it will take us nurses, I truly believe, in my heart and soul. We have to stand up and stop accepting that. And it will change. It, I'm not saying it's going to be easy or mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. or fun, mm-hmm. but it takes that. And especially in Colorado here, we had our attempt at unionizing fail before I moved here. And I asked that same question and everybody said it was because the nurses caved. And this is totally valid. The fear is real. Like I understand, especially if you have a family or kids and you Mm -hmm. need those benefits, Mm -hmm. you have a family to feed. Like I respect it through and through. Mm -hmm. But let's help you get a business or get investments Mm -hmm. so they take that power from them. That's what I want. There was there is a, a company here. Oh, what you say, Chris? He says so. We're we're in line with that because we feel mm-hmm. that by teaching nurses how to have something on the side, yes, at least if, if not a full time entrepreneur, just having something on the side so that you can, like you said, you don't have to accept whatever they're giving you. So I guess we are on that track, and we just have to keep pushing our message forward. Yes. And then there's a there's actually a company here in the L.A. area. I won't say their name, but they've taken over a lot of these small hospitals. And one in particular, they cut their they cut their nurses salary 30 percent and they stayed. Yep. I could not. I was like, are you kidding? And they literally I've talked to several of the nurses and they were like, well, Mm -hmm. what was I going to do? Like, I know I'm like, (laughs) how? Listen, I understand, you know, benefits, all that. But how do you take 30 sent from every dollar from me now i mm-hmm. and they stayed yep. and they stayed and they still work for the yep. organ because there's a sense of in my opinion i really figured this out when i i picked up a travel assignment during COVID, and i really feel like nurses they feel like they this is all they can do because it's yep. all they ever wanted to do they set the bar yes. and they made it and that's mm-hmm. it so now they don't yep. know how to possibly get out of this 
monotony that they're in. And then it's worse because now you guys have been working together for 10 years. You're kind of wallowing in shit together. You're used to it. You're complaining about the same stuff over and over again. And then it starts trauma bonding. And then it's like, that's what I was going to say. And it's it's crazy. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not even talking trash. I hope people are hearing me and understanding that I get it. And I could have been in the same situation, but I just decided for myself that I I refused. And I worked for a great, or I'll say this organization, UCLA, because they were a really Mm -hmm. good organization that I worked for. And even though the the pay was great, uh, the staffing was great, you know, just everything, I still felt called to do more. So it became more of a like, I am wasting my life if I don't be the best version of myself type yes. of thing. Versus yes. Yeah. So it wasn't just snaps that. to that. Yeah. Snaps <laughs> to that. It wasn't just yes. the misery. So, but yeah, this is yes. so good. Stacy. Yes. We, I, I do. Know. I'm so sorry to go interrupt ahead, you. I just want to give you a small shout out because I sincerely appreciate what you guys are doing. If your listeners take nothing away, I want them to understand that they are so blessed to be in the presence of your Aww. podcast because it is that mindset shift. Just trust and believe that one thing that you get rid of the imposter syndrome. We are capable of doing this. Just believe that and take it in whatever form looks right for you. But we can do this for ourselves. Yes. I'm seriously so grateful that you guys are putting this message out there. It's so needed. Thank you. And I was going to I was going to ask you for a closer, but I, I mean, I feel like you just nailed that. So now just tell everyone how they can reach you. Where are you at? I don't, I don't, we need a part two, first of all, because I didn't yes. even get to ask you, like, how, I, I'm sorry, how are you helping? Well, do you have any offers? That I, we didn't get to dive into yep. your podcast, okay. anything. So we got to do a part two. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> but yeah, just find me on Instagram. I actually don't have a course. I don't sell anything. All of my content is free education. So just come join and find your way to whatever makes you happy. Okay. Well, Ask me anything. What is your, we're going to have it in the show notes, but like just yes. to say it, what is your Instagram? What is the name of your podcast? Yes. Yeah. So it's invest for freedom underscore RN. And I actually don't even have my own podcast. I'm just a serial guest. Oh, so I love um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I just love supporting and promoting good podcasts like yours. Oh, awesome. Okay. So good. So good. Invest for freedom underscore um, RN. Okay, I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, that's so good. So this is, that's yes. what I'm saying. Like we, we really are showing up. Because yep. we have, I, I, I say, I always say it's like a light turned on and like, yes. I just want to scream yes. it from the rooftops. And I know 100%. they're tired of us saying the same stuff, but I don't care because I feel like one day it's going to click. You know, they listen yes. to the podcast. It's like, listen, it's not just us saying it. Like we're bringing on some yep. dope nurses who are like being just change agents in this space. And like, mm-hmm. you can too. None of us are yes. like exceptional. They, they want to find no. out if like, we're like a unicorn. We're not. <laughs> yes, we are all humans too. Yes, yes, yes I love it. Yes. Well, where I I feel like you already gave the the assignment because usually we have the three, so you've already given that. Like, I just want to thank yes. you so much, Stacy, for taking the time and joining us and being fully transparent with our listeners about this journey. And like, guys, this is another opportunity. You know, I say entrepreneurship is not for everyone, so maybe mm. you're you're going to be an investor take a yeah. stab at it like and give yourself yep. time not 30 days not 60 days but this is this is a Sorry. long game so take some time study something learn learn a new skill we're encroaching upon 2024 so like mm-hmm. do you want things to look different or not and if you do then start doing something different and showing up 
So yes. thanks so much, Stacy. And on that note, we are headed out. Thank you guys for joining us. And as always, you guys, don't get keep. Share it with friends. Share it with other nurses. You guys, we are going to continue to show up for you. We cannot wait to to announce what we got coming up for next year. We got a lot coming up and you guys. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. And most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.